Our Bible reading is from John chapter 9, firstly verses 1 to 17, then verses 26 and 27, and then finally verses 35 to 38. Jesus heals a man born blind. As he went along, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Neither this man nor his parents sinned, said Jesus, but this happened so that the works of God might be displayed in him. As long as it is day, we must do the works of him who sent me. Night is coming when no one can work. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. After saying this, he spit on the ground, made some mud with the saliva, and put it on the man's eyes. Go, he told him, wash in the pool of Siloam. This word means sent. So the man went and washed and came home seeing. His neighbours and those who had formerly seen him begging asked, Isn't this the same man who used to sit and beg? Some claimed that he was. Others said, no, he only looks like him. But he himself insisted, I am the man. How then were your eyes opened, they asked. He replied, the man they called Jesus made some mud and put it on my eyes. He told me to go to Siloam and wash. So I went and washed, and then I could see. Where is this man? they asked him. I don't know, he said. They brought to the Pharisees the man who had been blind. Now the day on which Jesus had made the mud and opened the man's eyes was a Sabbath. Therefore the Pharisees also asked him, how he had received his sight. He put mud on my eyes, the man replied, and I washed and now I see. Some of the Pharisees said, this man is not from God, for he does not keep the Sabbath. But others asked, how can a sinner perform such signs? So they were divided. Then they turned again to the blind man. What have you to say about him? It was your eyes he opened. The man replied, he is a prophet. Then verses 26 and 27. Then they asked him, what did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered, I have told you already and you did not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you want to become his disciples too? And then verse 
then verses 35 to 38. Jesus heard that they had thrown him out, and when he found him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? Who is he, sir? The man asked. Tell me so that I may believe in him. Jesus said, You have now seen him. In fact, he is the one speaking with you. Then the man said, Lord, I believe. And he worshipped him. Right, that's better. Sorry about that. Thanks, Patsy. No one ever remained the same after meeting Jesus. Nicodemus, one of the leading religious men in Israel at the time, became a true follower of Jesus. The woman of Samaria changed from being a social outcast to someone who shared her growing belief in him with many people in her city. Today we meet an amazing man with a huge disability whose life was transformed by Jesus. You may have noticed that some people's experience of God remains exactly the same as the day they left Sunday school. They haven't learnt or grown to maturity as followers of Jesus. Paul said to the Corinthians, I've fed you with milk, not solid food, for you were not even ready for solid food. So I ask the question, what stops growth in faith? It's often because people never think through their experiences, nor do they think through the teachings or the sermons which they encounter. We can hear and appreciate great sermons, but if we don't think and ask questions about what is presented and put it into practice, we stay the same, like retarded children, never growing more like Jesus. Educationists have a name for one of the most effective learning processes that leads to growth. It's action, reflection. When something happens to us or we hear something new or see something different, we need to balance it with what we already know. Now, we've all known people who move to a new place or a new job and they drive us mad saying, in the old place, we used to do it this way. What's happening in their mind is that they're reflecting on some action and trying to match up 
the new with the old and learn from it. They are moving from known to unknown and that's good. Every time we have a new experience, we should want to learn from it and move on and don't stay the same and rot away. We only grow and change as we question and reflect on life with its experiences, observations and activities. The man in today's reading was an amazing thinker, reflector and learner, even though he'd never had an education. He stood up to intense questioning, challenged his questioners, drew astounding conclusions and eventually found strong faith in Jesus. He was an action reflector and consequently grew in his faith and understanding. One day Jesus was walking with his disciples in the city of Jerusalem. They saw a man blind from birth who was always there in the street begging. Maybe they threw him a coin or two, but the disciples were puzzled and asked Jesus whose fault it was that this man was born blind. How could it be his fault? Or did his parents do something really bad to deserve such a dreadful punishment for their son? Jesus responded that no one was to blame, but God would do something amazing for and through this man. The man would see the light and through him, people would recognise Jesus as the light of the world. Jesus stopped, bent down, spat in the dirt, made mud and put it on the man's eyes. Wikipedia tells me that saliva is known to have infection-fighting enzymes and promotes blood clotting. So in the ancient world, it was clearly associated with the healing process. The man would have known that Jesus intended to heal him. So he did as Jesus commanded, went to the pool of Siloam and washed off the mud. Suddenly, he could see. Everyone knew him as the blind beggar and was amazed what had happened. Was he the same man? They knew it was impossible for someone born blind to ever see. But the man kept on saying, it is me. His only explanation sounded very ordinary. A man called Jesus made mud put it on my eyes, and when I washed it off, I could see. But Jesus hadn't stuck around. No one knew where he was. People knew that only God can open eyes that have never seen. So they concluded Jesus had done something only God could do. But some sceptics in the gathering crowd took the man to the religious inspectors, the Pharisees. Surely they would know how this could happen. They questioned the man concerning the sequence of events. 
He was not intimidated, so he clearly repeated the main facts. But the Pharisees couldn't believe Jesus was doing God's work because he had not kept their strict Sabbath rules. On the Sabbath day, everyone, including healing healers and doctors, was supposed not to work. So Jesus must be a sinner. Now the city was in an uproar. Some argued that Jesus must be a holy man because he'd done such an amazing miracle. Finally, the man himself spoke. He's a prophet. Light was beginning to dawn on him. His questioners needed to ensure that the man really had been blind, so they called his parents to testify. But they were too frightened to offer an opinion beyond saying that, yes, he was their son, born blind and old enough to answer for himself. For the second time, the Pharisees questioned the man. He didn't believe that Jesus was a sinner and he was certain of one thing, that he who had been blind now could see. The Pharisees repeated the same question. How did he open your eyes? To which the man retorted, I've told you already and you didn't listen. Do you also want to become his disciples? Their questioning only made the man more sure of his position. His light was growing. He would become a disciple of Jesus. But that further enraged the Pharisees. They claimed to follow Moses, through whom God spoke, but they would never follow Jesus. They wouldn't believe Jesus was doing God's work. This uneducated man saw through their faulty reasoning. He knew enough of God and that he listens to those who worship him and obey his will. He knew it was God through Jesus who had given him sight. The Pharisees couldn't answer his logic. So they condemned the man as a sinner through and through and drove him out of their presence. So far, the man has moved from belief in thinking of Jesus as a mere man, then to a prophet, and then someone he would follow as a disciple. As a young person, a Christian leader once said to me, don't ask questions just have faith. That's rubbish. Yes, there is a faith component in our coming to Jesus, but it's not blind faith. This man has faced the questions and come to the right conclusions. The Pharisees wouldn't. Jesus didn't condemn Thomas's doubting, he, when Thomas didn't know if it was Jesus for the, in the resurrection, but Jesus showed him in his hands and his feet that he was the same person. He also, on the resurrection morning, gave evidence to the disciple band in the upper room by saying, have you anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish 
and he took it and ate it in their presence. He was no ghost. If we ask people to just have blind faith, we're actually brainwashing them. People must search for the truth for themselves. They must ask the questions and seek the answers and not swallow someone else's ideas whole. Mature Greek belief comes slowly, accompanied by questions and answers, and this man was moving towards belief. When Jesus heard what had happened, he went looking for the man. Now remember, the man hadn't seen Jesus before, but he recognised his voice and knew he was the one who had given him his sight. Jesus asked him if he believed in the Son of Man. This was a name given to a heavenly being in a vision of Daniel the prophet, who was both God and man. And Jesus used this title when he was talking about himself. So when the man asked who that was this Son of Man, Jesus said it was him. Then the man put two and two together. He believed that Jesus was both man and God, and he worshipped him. At the beginning of this series, David Starling introduced Jesus, who came into the world as the light of all people who believe. Jesus' very person displays light to those who believe. They receive spiritual sight. But those who reject him, who remain in darkness, spiritually blind, not knowing or recognising God. As the events pro progressed, this man gradually came to realise more and more about Jesus. Light dawned gradually. At first he thought he was only a kind man who helped him. Then he thought he was a prophet, someone who had come to bring God's message to the people. Then he saw him as a teacher to follow. But as the questioning increased, he believed he saw God's power in Jesus. And finally, he believed that Jesus was God himself and he worshipped him. Jesus had brought him light, physical light in that now he could see and spiritual light in that now he saw spiritual truths he never knew before. In contrast, the Pharisees thought they knew all about God. They were so blinded, they refused to understand the new truth that God was showing them. They wouldn't rethink their preconceived ideas and condemned all other ideas. And so they remained in darkness, spiritually blind. As life goes on, we experience new things and God wants to show us more about himself. He's there for us and he wants us to learn 
grow to maturity in him. So I ask the question, are we growing in our faith? Can we be like this blind man who opened to God's working in his life and grew to an understanding of Jesus, even through opposition? He grew stronger in his conviction as time went on. What about us? Do we think of Jesus as just a kind man or more like a prophet? Do we see him as a teacher to follow or do we recognise the evidence that he is God and worship him? So I ask again, are we growing in our faith? When we encounter new thoughts, actions or ideas, do we reject them as different and refuse to rethink? Or do we give ourselves time to reflect, to question, to honestly look at the evidence and grow towards maturity in Christ? Our world doesn't want us to reflect. TV, radio, the internet, sport, entertainment, busyness all combine to stop us thinking, to stop us reflecting. And so we need to purposely give ourselves space to think and we need to turn off the distractions. God has many things to teach us about himself every day until our last breath. If only we will reflect, think, learn and grow. His love will never run out and he will never fail us. Let's thank him and look forward to knowing God more and more as the days go past. Then one day we will finally meet him face to face and we will know him as he is in all his glory.